So that's been good. I actually had like a full day off today. Hey, look at you. Which was nice. Yeah. So because I'm self-employed, I can make my own schedule. Funny how that happens. uh, Isn't that cool? Um, And so uh, I decided to take Wednesdays off because as a therapist, you mentally, you just get kind of tired. I about to say, you have to reset too. Yeah. So I take Wednesdays off. So it's the middle of the week and... And but at the same time, I usually have like staff meetings, or I'll have I have to meet with like a certified therapist who's like wiser than me, I guess you could say. And so like I meet with them to, and they just you know can just kind of check in to make sure that you're you know making it. Yeah, that you're yeah. doing okay. And uh, sometimes I do that on Wednesdays, but today I had nothing, none of those Ooh. things. So I actually had a full day of just playing Red Dead Redemption. That sounds wonderful. Actually. And it was great, yes. Man, I, yeah, it's been, you know, a week, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. We we didn't end up going to see a movie last night, so I worked at, I stayed at work an hour later and just did today's stuff yesterday. Mm. And I still have some of today's stuff left because that's, how it goes yeah you can't there's never enough hours in the day is there it's true but i mean it gets done when it gets done there's no sense stressing about it but that's i guess that's the good thing about your which i guess i don't i don't know i mean i know that you're in the financial stuff uh like loan processing or something like that yeah i'm i'm at a mortgage company now so it's like the same job i used to do but different okay so i remember when i worked at the bank, a bank, the bank. That makes it sound like there's only one bank. If you would, like if you Mary live, Poppins. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I did like about that job was when you left work, like you actually left everything at work. Oh like gosh. legally, you can't even, you can't take stuff home. It's great. I love it. And and there's not. It's not like you're going. Oh man, did I? You know. Did get, I do that? Did I make the correct change? Like you don't like you just leave it and you don't worry yeah. about it till the next day. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the most underrated part of the job. Because yes. I mean, when I started, when I started at a different bank, this would have been gosh, like six years ago mm. in the spring. Um, it was like, oh yeah, you know, nights and weekends, that's gonna be great. And then in addition to that, it became, you know, I legally have to leave work at work and like seeing like being around people so like i have friends who are teachers and uh guess guess what they don't do uh <laughs> like that that follows you yes it does if you if you care about it haunts you in your dreams <laughs> that ooh, we're gonna we're gonna change the color of the room there for that it's uh very oh. red now <laughs> oh man oh. so much doom <laughs> Oh man, this is f- I don't use this thing enough. It's fun. Yeah. You should set it up to like a uh like a heart monitor and like if you're <laughs> playing like a scary like a, f- a horror game. Yeah, and there's a like, jump scare and the whole room just flashes red. Oh, oh goodness. I don't know I can handle that. Also, these lights aren't that fancy. Like they don't connect to anything other than this remote. Oh, okay. So, if I had fancier lights, then yes, but if I had fancier lights, then I mean, I would have spent too much money on lights a lot of money on lights. These things were like, they were like 25 bucks. They go around the, the entire top of the room. Nice.
Well, welcome back to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay, and with me, of course, is Mr. Harry Face Mueller. Thank you. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. I was like, yes, I, I accept. You do. It's, it's 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 getting long. It's getting out of control, man. Like I know I need to go take that, like get a regular haircut, right? But I also need to because I don't. I just I do this at home because there's no sense in in paying someone what I have a trimmer to work with. Um, but sometime in college, I became a morning shower person. I had always been a night shower person, mm. and I just don't get up. I, I hate getting up early as it is, which is awkward working at a financial institution. <laughs> um, but I don't get up early enough to add that onto a, like a, a pre-work shower. So it's always going to have to be like a Saturday or a Sunday. And even then, I'm just like, I don't some other time. I don't so want to. Do I, I don't. Do you? So what I do when when I'm in the shower, I actually scrub my beard with head and shoulders. I've never used full-on head and shoulders, but I mean, I do scrub it with shampoo. Okay, yeah, keeps it nice and healthy, and that's what I tell myself. Yeah, nice, nice and healthy. <laughs> get some beard ASMR reel up in the mic. I'm not gonna do that. And that's... then get the uh, get the the oil, the beard oil, and put that through after I've, you get out. I've never like I've had it makes beard it oil super before. soft. It just I can't get over how oily it makes like my fingers like oh. and then it's like i have to wash it off and uh. well and then i just rub it into my hands so oh. now, so then it also oh. makes your hands really soft you know i've always thought that about you <laughs> good old ha- hairy such... face mueller and soft hands crowder <laughs> <laughs> you have such soft hands well you well, know what you. they say soft hands uh, expensive gloves and I know everybody listening is going, how would he know that? Don't worry about it. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> well, uh, today we are reviewing Eternals, which uh, a Marvel MCU that came out recently. And then we're also reviewing episode three of Hawkeye. Bouncing up and down in my chair. I just finished it. I'm so excited. I That's funny. I just finished it, too. So it's very fresh on my mind. So as always, we usually start out with the news, but um, I don't have any. So yeah, I guess I mean, we'll move past that. It's only I've, been a week. Yeah, I've been very particular about like, so I, I'm on Twitter more than I should be. And I admit that um, to pretty much anyone who would ask me that. Um, but scrolling around, there's a lot more Spider-Man stuff now. And I'm a lot finickier about scrolling because I'm like, we're getting to the point where stuff's going to come out, I think. Mm. And I'm like, I don't really want to deal with any of that stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know, streamer Twitter, I'm going to be pretty plugged into that. Nashville SC Twitter, I'm going to stay pretty plugged into that. But like MCU Twitter, I'm going to try and like have some pushback. And I'm like, no, I don't want to, I don't know that I want to deal with that right now. Yeah. No, I, I, I did see, I did see where tickets for um, Spider-Man No Way Home went on sale. And they like instantly sold out everywhere because people have been looking forward to this movie for like a year and a half. And there are some listed on eBay for $25,000. Oh my gosh. And I think someone bought them. Wow. Like, have you ever sat around and thought about how rich you have to be to just, oh yeah, it's, you know, $25,000 for this three-hour movie? Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Do it. Crazy. 
come on. And people will do it. Yeah. They'll find a way. They're that dedicated. Blows my mind. Blows my mind, too. Yeah, I um, I did see that. And then I also saw, speaking of Twitter, that Twitter got a new CEO. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. Yeah. It's, Unexpected. I mean, I don't ever really know what's going to change, you know, with with new regimes, things like that. So it might be one of those. Uh, we might be breaking out the, the late 90s email chain letters. Uh, forward this to six of your friends or somebody will get cursed. I don't know. Is that is that what chain letters were? Yeah. It's been, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm the prince of Kazakhstan and I'm looking to give my $6 billion away to somebody. Send this email to... <laughs> my six billion dollars <laughs> and uh yeah that would uh or uh of course then you open up and it's aol online Ooh. america online welcome R-I-P. you've got mail did you did you have an aim account i did i don't remember what it was but yeah, I, I I never did my sister did but by the time that i was like more allowed to use the the computer it had already phased out it it went away it seemed like it went away really fast and i think it was because i think the main reason it went away really fast is because unfortunately we're 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 spinning out of control here but like (laughs) unfortunately you (laughs) you got the uh the weirdos that started realizing oh hey there's a lot of kids on here you know, and then they started like trying to talk to them, and uh, I think because of that, it uh, it went away pretty quick. I mean, I feel like that's part of it, but there are also like developments at the time because yeah, weirdos, so. weirdos exist everywhere, and it, well, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to give them the credit of they killed AOL. Okay, we won't do that then. I mean, AOL's dead. I mean, it. it, it good, good, good night, sweet prince. It was slow. It was dial. <laughs> Watch, they're gonna <clears throat> they're gonna come back. They're gonna come out with a new web browser, AOL web browser. I mean, I would probably I wouldn't use I use Chrome for everything. That is what it is. Yeah. So, um, episode three of Lost <laughs> after I what are we talking about? Who are after, we? What are we reviewing? We've gone on a long enough tangent. <laughs> uh, I am going to pull up the synopsis for episode this. three. Um, we left off, uh, Kate Bishop fell through the skylight and crashed right in front of Clint, who was just in the middle of saying he doesn't know Kate Bishop, and then, of course, then he's like, oh, you mean that Kate Bishop? You, you mean that one right there? Oh, yeah, that's uh, not great. And, um, and then Echo showed up at the end, and they're like, hey, we've got him, or something like that, I don't remember. And, um, she, she's All right. in the red room. I have pulled up the Wikipedia plot summary, and it seems pretty solid. Okay. Maya Lopez interrogates Barton and Bishop about Ronan, who is shown in a flashback to have killed her father. Uh, Barton manages to free himself and fend off the tracksuit mafia, though Lopez breaks his hearing aid in the process. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She stomps on it like a roach. Um, after Bishop is freed, the pair escapes the tracksuit mafia and gets Barton's hearing aid fixed. 
intending to learn more about the tracksuit mafia as well as Jack Duquesne. Uh, Bishop convinces Barton to infiltrate Eleanor's penthouse and use her company account to look up Bishop Security's criminal database. However, Bishop is locked out of the system when attempting to bypass security while Barton encounters Duquesne, who threatens him with the Ronin sword. I, th- I mean, I think that's a pretty solid job of what happened. That they was... Kind of, they kind of underplay the coolest car chase in the MCU. Yeah, that was amazing. I think that's fair to say, because there hasn't really... That was even better than the Black Panther car chase. I mean, that's really the only other one, right? Is it? No, you've also got the one in um, Age of Ultron with the truck, uh, and they're nothing, following the truck. Nothing in Age of Ultron counts. It's it doesn't? Not, it's not good. It's the MCU, though. Yeah, I just don't know that I would have considered it a car chase. And then you've got the car chase in Black Widow. Was there a car chase? Yes. Have I forgotten everything about that movie already? That's... it. I mean... That's an I'm surprised that I remembered, to be honest, because that was actually... Right before I went into the hospital. That is an indictment on that movie if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Yeesh. So, yeah, I mean, it, the competition really would be Black Panther and this one. Yeah, I would put Hawkeye and then... The Black Panther one Black was Panther, fun. right? Like, I mean, like, they're almost touching. Like, they're very close. And, like, everybody that's listening can see my hands right now. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe maybe you'll have to throw that part into the 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 video that we post. I th- yeah, um, I think of an MCU car chases could be a fun clip. So yeah, but anyway, yeah. So that would be uh, so that's um, where I would put it. But uh, so yeah, so the the car chase, which oh yes, oh, that was awesome when he uh, he keeps saying shoot this arrow up into the air and she's like what I hope this arrow does something special because like it's a regular arrow it's just an arrow and then he's like just shoot it straight you know shoot it up don't shoot it directly at the truck shoot it up so that it goes up in the air and then down onto the truck and that's what she does but then he takes out a pim arrow and shoots it and it gets really really big I was so scared because when that arrow got big, I was like, it's going to destroy this bridge. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it didn't, which was very impressive. It didn't hit the train that was underneath the bridge, which, again, very impressive. Um, but as soon as he pulled out the Pemtech arrow, I was like, oh, man, that arrow doesn't do anything. But this one. This arrow does. <laughs> this one This one has fun. <laughs> Yeah, I liked all the trick arrows being shot, and she kept going, what is that one called? <laughs> I think my, my favorite moment, and I think Meg, Meg watched it with me, her favorite moment, at least of the of the chase scene, was they drive through a Christmas tree farm, and um, when they, they're about to leave the, the enclosed area of the farm, and they have one of those uh, Santa Claus wacky waving inflatable arm men, Mm-hmm. And and Clint just goes, sorry, Santa. And we're like, what? And he just poof, runs it over. <laughs> and then it pops right back up. And Meg and I both lost it. Because it's just like where it is in the, the framing of that shot. It like tries to jump scare you, but it doesn't because it's a wacky waving inflatable arm man. Ah, oh, man, that was that was fun. I really enjoyed that car chase, too, because I thought it was filmed really in a very interesting way, because it was filmed 
a lot of the filming took place inside the car with Clint and Kate and they're driving down the road and the, and the camera would like, it, it was like positioned in the back seat and it would pan across and would do a 360, but everything would work within that shot. And you would see like the cars like starting to chase them. And then you would see them like he would turn and do a U-turn in the middle of the road. But it would line up perfectly. It was very good camera work. I really yeah, liked that. It was very fluid. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about the potentially really big reveal. Okay. So mm-hmm. this episode was really neat because we it starts out, we get a backstory for Echo. And we find out like why is she what what how how did she become in charge of this mafia? How did she like how does this all fit together? And so you see her as a young child and she is a she's either an amputee or she's born without like half of one of her legs. She had, did she they has a prosthetic that? leg. That's that's she the has a prosthetic, of, yeah. Of, as far as I'm aware, it's just established that she is M- mostly deaf, very deaf. I mean, it Complete, seems like sound, some, looked like completely. Because sometimes it sounded like she like there were muffled sounds, but I also don't know what it's like to be deaf. And if I'm mischaracterizing it, I apologize. Um, but she is deaf and has a prosthetic leg, and then you don't learn about that until she's in like a like a karate class. I was like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna be a thing, and then she kicks butt and take na- takes names. So yeah, but in the process of that, her dad comes up and and you know kind of coaches her before this event. You know, you don't rely so much on strength, rely more on your speed. And then you see you don't see a face and really much of anything, but you see a black suit, black shirt. And a hand come up and, like, basically caress her face. And you hear a really deep laughter come from whoever this individual is. Which, if you've watched The Daredevil on Netflix... Or if you're aware of the Echo character's canonical backstory... Then you can assume that it's Wilson Fisk. Uh Uh-huh. And that is really exciting. Uh-huh. And th- then what? Well, I think um so so Maya Lopez and her lieutenant slash ASL interpreter um yes. they have a moment later in the show talking about like you wouldn't want, you know, you wouldn't want uncle to be upset and Echo and Kingpin have a somewhat familial relationship canonically. So my association is like that's uncle and Kingpin is going to be a player at some point. Mm-hmm. Because Clint knows there's a big bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he knows who it is, but he knows like there's somebody at the top pulling strings. And I imagine when he was the Rona, per- Ronan persona, that's w- what he was trying to to figure out. And then you know Natasha showed up and kind of nipped all of that in the bud. And now we're here. Yep. Side note, Jay, how much did it hurt you? Um, when you realized that their base was an abandoned KB Toys. <laughs> Sarah and I, my wife and I, both at the same time went, Ah, oh, KB Toys! I So I had an, I had a, a visceral reaction. I was like, oh, KB <laughs> Toys. My childhood. Because I, I can still place 
very vividly um, where the KB Toys was in the mall where I grew up. Yep, um, me too. And I remember how sad I was when it was no longer there. Mm-hmm. So that that hurt a little bit, um, but I imagine that's part of the... Ev- everything done in that world-building, establishing like environments and things is done deliberately, so... Yeah. They were probably expecting both of our uh, reactions on that. Yeah, because I have very vivid memories of going to a KB Toys and... They would, um, I really loved RC cars growing up. And so they would have cars out so that you could play with them before you actually bought them to make sure they were what you wanted. And I remember there was one in particular that would, um, you could drift in it. And so I would, I learned how to drift around the aisles and would race up and down the aisles and would drift around. And, um, it was so much fun, but that's immediately what I thought of as yeah. soon as I saw that sign. I remember they had the, uh, the ferret with the ball. Yes. With like the orange and green ball and it would just kind of wiggle <laughs> yeah. around and it was silly. Uh-huh. That's, that's what I associate with it. Yep. Good times. Man. Great oldies. But yeah, um, we kind of, we, we get a name for the dog. They've named it. Pizza dog. Pizza dog. P- pizza time. And... <laughs> And, um, she, you know, Kate, obviously, uh, she is, I mean, she loves, she loves Hawkeye. She loves everything that he stands for. You know, he's been a huge influence and on her life and, uh, you know, without him knowing, of course, but, um, and so she, she wants him to be better. She wants him to be like an even better hero than he is now. And so she's like, you need a brand. You need a logo. You need a cool suit. And she draws out a suit. <laughs> and it's the classic Hawkeye with like the H on his forehead and the uh, the mask that looks like eyes. And um, so I, I'm thinking we're going to get a new suit by the end of this. Maybe. I The expectation that I have is based on the menu inside of Disney Plus and the show's page even inside of the app and he has the kind of jumpsuit style with the purple downward facing um fletches mm-hmm. so i mean th- i feel like that's a very casual spoiler in that sense but he i i expect that he gets a suit so i'm pretty excited about that i loved how they did the uh the nod to the traditional suit when they were in the the diner or wherever and she was like yeah it's gonna be purple and it has like wings like a hawk and it has a big old h on your forehead and he was like no i would never wear that one because it's gaudy and terrible and two my wife would divorce me if i wore that <laughs> I was like, okay two valid points the moving yep. on Yep, I did love they were sitting down in front of the um, doctor that was going to fix his hearing aid, and um, she texts him and says, well, it's a good thing that they call you Hawk Eye and not Hawk Ear. Oof. <laughs> and he flips it open. He goes, ah, blocked and deleted. He closed it. <laughs> yeah. But um, another thing, John, another question for you. Okay. Um, so with the... Um, 
you know, high potential of Wilson Fisk being involved now in the MCU. Do you think that that means that the first question, this is a two part question. Okay. First question is, do you think that Daredevil will be introduced into the MCU now? Um, can I phone a friend after No Way Home comes out? Sure. Because I think if I I think the answer to will Daredevil be MCU will be answered in that movie. Okay. Because I think there's there's an incredible potential Charlie Cox is in the movie. Second question, do you think Daredevil could maybe not Daredevil himself, but at the very least Matt Murdock, do you think he could show up by the end of this series? Cuz I say yes. I think and it, I have a reason for that. I think it's on the table. Um, depending on how many laws they break and if they end up needing a lawyer by the end of it. Okay. So I think that at the very least, Matt Murdock himself will make an appearance and I think it will be in the last episode. And the reason for that is the last episode comes out the week after No Way Home is released. Mm, okay. So I feel like that would be kind of their way of saying, see, it is like this really is a thing. Like, it's not just in the movie, he's also here in this show now, too. Okay. That's what I think. So the tricky thing about that to me is, theoretically, that brings the rest of the Marvel Netflix shows into MCU canon, which we've been clamoring for for a, for a minute. Potentially. Um, and I'm pretty content with that, except that I do kind of wish they would reset Iron Fist, because he was lame, and you he, know, he doesn't I, have to be lame. I feel like at this point, it's... What <laughs> I almost feel like what Spider-Man No Way Home is going to do is it's going to like it's going to allow them to pick and choose what gets folded in and what doesn't. And so I could see like um Daredevil, maybe even Jessica Jones making it and then maybe Luke Cage potentially, but I could see them totally leaving out Iron Fist because now they've got Shang-Chi. Mhm. So what would you say about they bring in the Punisher because Armor Wars is going to be a thing? I would love that. And I'd, I'd never read these comics. I've only seen, like, merchandise sprinkled throughout, like, comic book stores and things. Um, but there is somewhere a Punisher War Machine story oh, where Frank Castle gets the War Machine armor. Oh, man. So I think if that were a thing that could happen, that would be fun. That would fun be is the wrong fun. word. It's not the. It's not a. It's not fun. Um, but it 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 would be it, it would be fun. It would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the series so far since last time that's what we did. We rated the series so far. Let's do the same thing this time. Where would you rate the series as a whole so far? Three Ser- episodes in. Series as a whole three episodes in it's still building to me like there's still you know loose ends that are going to be tied um but it's enthralling because you want to believe that kate isn't overreacting about jack hiding something um him threatening clint with the ronin sword at the end of this episode definitely leads into that yep um depending on how i mean episode four could start with he retracts the sword and you know oh i didn't know it was you i was just in my fiance's apartment and it's a casual like resetting of the mood but i don't think that's i think there's going to be some type of fight scene because it's the fourth episode of a six episode series um 
Gosh, I'm excited, man. Like, this is the first appointment television I've had since Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I'm pretty excited uh, about it, and uh, I'm with you. I still, it's still sitting there at an eight for me. Yeah. But um, there is a big possibility that it could definitely shoot up even further, depending on what they do in the next few episodes. Yeah. Because, like you said, they've only got like three left. No, two left? Three. Three. So, they got, it's it's probably just going to pick up steam from here, yeah. I think. There's a there's a fan somewhere, and I think something's got to hit it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well said. All right. So, moving on to the featured review uh, of this episode, Marvel's Eternals. I, this is a very convoluted plot to try to explain. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really know if you can. Um, it does a lot of time jumping, um, a lot of you know going back and forth between the past and the present, and the past and the present, and then it'll go like just a few days in the past again. So, but basically, um, <laughs> I saw this with my son, and it starts up, and it's the first Marvel movie where you have a a scroll, the a story is being told. And uh, it says, in the beginning, dot, dot, dot. And out loud I went, God created the heavens and the earth? <laughs> and then it starts talking about uh, what Eternals are and what the... Um, oh, now I'm drawing a blank. The Celestials. The Celestials, yeah. And how they created everything and all this other stuff. And then, um, so, this Celestial puts the Eternals on Earth to protect Earth's people um, from these things called Deviants. Not Variants, as we learned not from va- Loki. Not Variants, but Deviants. And they're these tentacle monster-looking things. You're not, that, that's what they are. It's just, yeah. Yeah. A- and um, it was... Uh, so, they're, they're, so they're there from the very beginning of time, or from the time that man started, uh, you know developing developing yeah and um and so they've been around for a very 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 long time they all have different superpowers um you have uh superman and wonder woman um cyborg the flash martian manhunter i'm kidding um, i mean you're not although you're not i'm not wrong far <laughs> off, though um so I, I have the wiki pulled up here. I'm going to Icarus. read through. Um, th- first of all, I'm going to read through the characters and the cast. Um, Gemma Chan is Cersei, an empathetic eternal with a strong connection to humans and the earth who can manipulate and transform matter through physical contact. Richard Madden is Icarus. An Eternal who can fly and project cosmic energy beams from his eyes and is determined to fulfill his purpose. Laser vision. He has laser vision. Yeah, yeah, he has heat vision. Um, Kumail Nanjiani is Kingo. An Eternal who can project cosmic energy projectiles from his hands. Pew pew! Very fun. Uh, You know, you remember growing up when you would make a gun out of your hand Uh and you would pretend... He does that, he does, but for real. Yeah, but it works. <laughs> um, Leah McHugh 
is Sprite, an Eternal who can project lifelike illusions, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos, an Eternal and Intelligent Weapons and Technology Inventor, Lauren Ridloff as Makari, an Eternal who can move at superhuman speed and is deaf, uh, Barry Keowen? I don't, he's Irish so I know I pronounced his name wrong. <coughs> As Druig, an aloof Eternal, who can manipulate the minds of others. I feel like that's a bit unfair. I never would have considered him aloof. Yeah, definitely not. Um, Don Lee as Gilgamesh, the strongest Eternal, with a deep connection to Thena. Uh, Harish Patel as Karun, Kingo's valet. Oh, man, what a what a great character. Um, Kit Harrington as Dane Whitman, Cersei's boyfriend. Uh, works at the Natural History Museum in London. Salma Hayek as Ajak, the wise and spiritual leader of the Eternals, who has the ability to heal and is the bridge between the Eternals and the Celestials. And Angelina Jolie as Thena, an elite warrior Eternal who can form any weapon out of cosmic energy and develops a close bond with Gilgamesh over the centuries. So not only is that an incredible amount of abilities, but it's also an incredible cast. It's basically it's like like they just threw darts at a board of like, who hasn't been in a Marvel movie yet? And just get them. We want those people. Yep. And um, so just FYI, for those that maybe this is your first time with us, we are a very spoiler-heavy podcast we do not uh do you know some sometimes you'll find a podcast or even a youtube channel and they'll do like half of the review is non-spoiler uh we kind of go into it with the assumption that you've already watched it and so we're just going to talk about it so just be prepared so if you haven't watched yet and you don't want to be spoiled then you probably want to pause this go watch it for yourself and then come back so I will I will kick us off with a fun thought exercise. Yeah. So um, not really a thought exercise so much as a fun question. Um, when we watched this, the people we watched it with had already seen it. So, oh, so she presented one of the people we watched it with presented a going into the movie. Who do you like? Who do you like? Whose powers do you like the best? And then she asked the same question at the end of the movie, saying, who do you like after having seen how they're utilized? Who do you like the best? And how did that change over the movie? So I will give you time to ponder the question while I answer. And I will say going into the movie, my favorite was Richard Madden as Icarus, um, partially because I'm very biased towards Richard Madden as he was Rob Stark in Game of Thrones, um, but also because he's the, the Superman equivalent character. He flies around, he's very ho-hum and, and methodical, he has the laser vision. He, he He's a very likable character. Like, you want to like him because you associate his abilities with Superman. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I will say, at the beginning of the movie, when the movie started, I was the same way. I really liked Icarus. In fact... Um, while watching this movie, I kept thinking to myself, this is probably going to be the closest that we'll ever get to a actually good Superman movie. Dang. Um, because for some reason, people just can't get Superman right. And this was like the closest to a good Superman that we're going to see. Now, I'm not saying that Henry Cavill did a bad job or anything like that. 
I just haven't enjoyed the Superman movies in general. They, they're too scared to give Superman a challenge, and I don't like that. So I think, Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm also not going to challenge you on Superman because that's your area of expertise. <laughs> what makes you say that? Oh, I don't know. Let's just say you're a... Uh... <laughs> If I were to quote NFL former NFL running back Marshawn Lynch, I would say you're all about that action, boss. <laughs> uh, yes, so I agree with you. At the beginning, Icarus was my favorite character. Um, now, by the end of the movie, which character was your favorite? At the end of the movie, my favorite character was Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. He he was the strongest, but he also exhibited so much emotional ability in you know sacrificing his role as essentially sacrificing his role as one of the eternals 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 <laughs> to supervise Thana because he's the one powerful enough to to handle her when because she has a like a mental condition where every now and then she just freaks out and attacks everybody and when you're one of the most powerful warriors on the planet, you need someone who can step to you when that happens. And Gilgamesh says, you know what? I'm going to take this one for the team. Um, you know, I'm going to learn how to bake. I'm going <laughs> to make beer from my spit. <laughs> I still don't know if that was a joke or not. <laughs> like, that's the that's the best thing about that line is it's like he could be saying that just to mess with people or it could be true. Yes. It's it's never explained, and it never will be explained, and I had forgotten about it, but now I'm upset because I need clarity, <laughs> and I need closure, <laughs> because Gilgamesh died, hmm. and it was sad. It was. Well, so for me, uh, if you're still with us, and you haven't seen it yet, what we discover is that the Eternals are actually, yes, they were there to save humanity but they were there to save humanity so that they could then be the sacrifice so that another uh giant space race what the celestial celestial which gracious i'm having a hard time with that weird weird mind bend um isn't peter quill half celestial yeah because his dad was a celestial ego kurt russell from guardians of the galaxy 2 is one of those giant eight-eyed space they there's not a kind way to say this, which hurts me. They kind of look like burn victims. Mm. Like in terms okay. of like texture and the way their skin looks. But they also, they look weird, man. Like they have spindly thin little limbs and giant, gigantic heads. Mm-hmm. And so they just freak me and out. a lot of eyes. Too many. Too many eyes. Yep. I don't care They're for that. They're just really big. Yeah. Too big. Scary big. Um, and, uh, so you find out that the earth actually sits on top of an egg that's a uh, celestial and the celestial, it feeds off of knowledge and technological advancement. And then at one, at some point they hatch and, um, and when they hatch, obviously they consume the world in which they're encased. So, uh, and so earth is an egg basically for the celestial and they discover that. The Eternals do. And they also find out that the whole reason they were put there... <laughs> the whole thing was very confusing. Basically, they... they, um, Eternal, they Eternals are robots. The Eternals are robots. 
And the deviants were put there on purpose. The deviants were put there to annihilate anything that might become a threat to humanity's advancement. But they were too good at their job that they started consuming the humans as mm -hmm. well. So then the deviants were basically the the cats that were released to catch the mice. Mm, yep. And then they needed. So they to thought catch they the were cats. doing something good, but now you gotta kill the cats because you got too many cats. I, I don't have any cats. <laughs> I've I, got one. I had to look around to be sure because you In never fact, know. He's right outside the door and he keeps meowing. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> um. Um. But yeah, so, uh, but what you find out is that Ajax knew about this and she had been telling Icarus about it, about the, the whole, the big plan. And she kind of had a change of heart. She was like, you know what? I, I actually have kind of fallen in love with these humans. We've been protecting them for so long that like, I actually have a soft spot for them and I don't want them to die. Yeah. Well, then Icarus is like, no, we have a mission. <laughs> Very very intensely <laughs> yes and so he shoves her off of a cliff and the deviants consume her and um and then he is trying to make sure that this uh thing actually happens to the point that all the other eternals have to turn on him to stop him so that they can stop the celestial from hatching so by the end of the movie i'm not a huge fan of icarus <laughs> um yeah. But I did respect that even he realized how dangerous he is, and so he flew into the sun. Man, I was so disappointed that's how they killed him. I was too, but at the same time for him, I was like, okay, I actually have a lot of respect for you because you even realize what a danger you are. So you are like, I need to annihilate myself. Although he could have just like changed his ways. I feel like that would have been easier. I mean, he's been set in his ways for, like, X number of thousands of years. Yeah, I think they said, like, something like 7,000 yeah. years or something. I, just, I wish they could have, like, flown him off and used him in a miniseries or something. I don't know, man. Or but something. Icarus so, flying too close to the sun? Really? Real, way too close. Way too into the sun. <laughs> um, But, so at the end of the movie... <laughs> And this is this kind of just says overall how I felt about this movie. Kit Harrington was my favorite character at the end of the movie. I think that's fair. And that's because that by the end of the movie, I so the movie started and you're introduced to all these basically all these superheroes mm -hmm. and you're like, "Wow, they're all really cool." Yeah, Icarus is kind of my favorite just because his powers are like Superman's. But ultimately, I don't really care about any of them. Yeah. At the beginning and at the end, I still don't care about them. Yeah. Like, I think it's very telling that my favorite character, like, died in the middle of the movie. Yeah. And to to Jay's point, his favorite character is a completely normal dude who is reacting to all of these catastrophic events happening around him because of his girlfriend in a somewhat rational way. Yeah. He even, like, asked the best question at the very beginning, and he's like, so, with all this stuff with Thanos, why didn't y'all help? And, which is a great question. A great question. And she's like, well, we weren't supposed to um, interfere with uh, the... It was like, earth, um, like earthly conflicts or something. Yeah, earthly conflicts. But I was like, 
But he was going to annihilate half the universe, which would also include Earth. Which that's a threat to humanity. And it theoretically would have included half of the Eternals, which is not something that's addressed. And that doesn't happen at all. Yeah. So I mean, there there are some some loopholes. Um, but interestingly, this is the first technically MCU movie that fully functions as a standalone to me. Like, you can watch this having not watched the others, and it will make just as little sense to you as it did to us. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, honestly, so I, I said my favorite character was Gilgamesh. Uh, Jay, what was your favorite part of the movie? And I have one in mind I'm trying to lead you to. Where? We're going with an extended period of silence, so I'm going to tell you what my favorite part of this movie was. Okay. It was the mid-credits scene. Oh, really? Because Dane Whitman, Kit Harington's character, he has traced his lineage back, and he has this ancestral sword. And he opens the box, and the sword looks like it's alive. Because the character, Dane Whitman, is one of the iterations of the character, the Black Knight. Yes. So the sword kind of gives him his power at the cost of his sanity, which is a very interesting back and forth. Um, And then there's a mystery voice from off screen who says, I don't know that you want to do that, Mr. Whitman. And do you know who that voice is? I I don't know. I, I was trying to place it. That's Mahershala Ali. Oh, really? That's Blade. Oh. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh-huh. So he's going to have... So, what? I didn't connect that at all. That's exactly who it is. It's wow. co- It's confirmed in some type of, like, scripting where it says, like, what's his, what's Blade's actual name? Like, Eric something? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, But he's, like, off screen. And then it has the line. Because initially... We all thought it was Nick Fury. And I was like, that doesn't, well, it that didn't doesn't sound, sound like, Nick like Fury, Samuel though. L. Jackson. It doesn't. No, unless they got a new Nick Fury. Um, so is Blade going to be the new Nick Fury? <laughs> I think it's going to be... He's not the new Nick Fury. He's the new... So we, we talked about this initially as a comparison to the Justice League with all of their comparable powers. But I feel like he might be more the equivalent of... Like how Constantine is the unofficial leader of Justice League Dark. Yeah, okay. Because you would have Blade being kind of the, I'm assembling a team, but of like weird people. (laughs) I'm assembling a team of freaks. (laughs) But if you think about it, like Moon Knight is coming out and we have... That's true. We have footage of that from Disney Plus Day, and you want to talk about someone whose power is at the cost of their sanity. You know, he's he's one of those on that list. That's so, true. And knowing, so the movie the movie ends, and the Eternals, who are not all of the Eternals, but some of them are are taken away by the Celestial, who had been kind of overseeing. He is charged with Earth, being like, "Y'all messed up." Uh, but now I have to put you on cosmic trial or what? I don't know. It's all weird. Um, and then, so Dane Whitman, Kit Harrington's character is like, I have to, I have to fix this. And then Blade is like, no, you don't, you don't want to do that. So I imagine Blade has some type of history with the last person who wielded that sword. Hmm. And I'm so dadgum excited. So, so it sounds like they're kind of going off and making basically like avenger type spin-offs essentially i think we're i think we're going to see the mcu spin away from the in-depth 
cinematic universe and more towards like, miniseries. Okay. So no more of this everything is connected. More like, hey, a lot of these things are connected and they do take place in the same universe, but they aren't all best friends. Right. That, okay. That's at least my, my envisioning of it. So you still have the potential for for a cinematic set piece like Infinity War, like Endgame, with these big multiversal events. But you don't necessarily, like, not, it's not like, it's not an Oprah meme of, like, you get a movie and you get a movie. I don't think that's, I think that era has passed. Yeah. Well, and when you say that, it actually makes me feel better, (laughs) believe it or not. Because I hadn't considered that before. And I, I was talking to my son on the way home and I said, you know what, but I'm honestly kind of nervous for the MCU right now because I feel like they're kind of running out of things to do. Yeah. Like to the point that they're even bringing up these characters, making this movie of these characters that like, I didn't care about at all. I didn't know anything about them before I came in. And when I left, I still didn't know anything about them. Yeah. And I still didn't care. And I still didn't care, yeah. but maybe that's just because maybe maybe in a way I wasn't the target audience. So maybe what they're going to be doing is they're going to be doing more of like, hey, there's all this stuff happening in space, and then there's all this stuff happening on Earth, Yeah. and now there might even be all this stuff that's happening that's more of the supernatural side. Yeah. The the dark side that we don't even see. Yeah. So I we talked about this in our MCU and review and I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier when I talked trash about Age of Ultron. Um, <laughs> Age of Ultron's purpose was not to be a good movie. Age of Ultron's purpose was to be a bridge from Phase 1 to Phase 2. And I feel like when we get you know X amount of time in the future, that's how we're going to look back at Eternals. Eternals' purpose wasn't to like, oh man, this introduced me to characters that I very much enjoy. Thank you very much. It's going to be... This movie bridged the gap between post-endgame and then setting the stage for how it's going to be. Mm, okay. That's that's my thought, anyway. Um, that makes sense. And I hope that's how it turns out, because this movie's not good. No, it's not. It's, it's really not. It's enjoyable in the moment, but completely forgettable. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I, I'm going to be honest, I really didn't even enjoy it as I was watching it. Oof. I actually got kind of bored. I was like, you know, this is this is a lot of talking. Yeah. And um which usually I'm okay with, but it was just it felt like a lot of like pointless talking. Like they were just filling time instead of like giving us something that was beneficial. Yeah. I think that's and, fair. And um and so I I overall I really didn't enjoy it. Um the end credit scene with Star Fox, not the cool one. But the one Thanos' brother? With Harry Styles. Yeah. <laughs> that was so random. And you know what else is weird? So the the um, envoy, I guess you could say, for Harry Styles' character was voiced by Patton Oswalt. And Patton Oswalt, I mean, as famously as anybody, I guess, um, had a role in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So is he the first actor who's been used twice? Because at this point, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't canon anymore. I don't remember when that happened, but it was one of the movies recently that basically, like, spat in the face of everything. They Oh, it was uh, it was WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Because the book 
from later later in the series apparently existed in the show and it existed differently. Right. And now everyone's like, oh, well, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist anymore. So I guess Patton Oswalt in both is fine? I don't know. Because technically the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist? Yeah, I don't know. It's a It's a weird gray area when you have this massive universal undertaking but it was bound to happen eventually you know 13 years they had a good run mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so i think it's i think it's time to review um do you want to do an mcu scale or do you just want to do one to ten um i guess we could do one to ten okay it's like a it's like a five for me like you I'm, you I'm can gonna... it's a movie that exists <laughs> watch it it's i guess funny. i don't know it's funny you say that because um, a mutual friend of ours actually texted me and said, so what'd you think of Eternals? And um, I said, uh, it was a movie. Yeah. They filmed it. There were actors. A film crew showed up, I'm assuming, with some CGI people and sound designers. And um, it happened. But that's about it. There were, there were some enjoyable parts, but not enough to balance out the whole of the movie in my in my opinion i am so my rating i'm putting it at a four but depending on how this plays overall into the mcu it could end up being an icarus flying straight into the sun (laughs) so time will tell the rating of this movie could very very likely could just completely crash and burn yeah, for me. Oh, it's it's definitely on the table. Yeah. So if you're if you're planning your next uh, MCU watch night and you're like, oh man, we haven't seen Eternals, maybe keep it that way. Yeah. Like watch one of your favorites instead. You'll have a better time. Oh man, we haven't seen Eternals. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so really, all you need to do from from again from my perspective, all you need to do is YouTube the mid credit scene. Yes. And get hyped about Blade. Uh, cause yeah. That- because that's what happened to me when I watched this movie. Yeah. Honestly, that was I was more excited about um what was Kit Harrington's uh character's name? Dane Whitman. Dane Whitman. Honestly, when Dane Whitman there at the end when um he was like, "Hey, you know, there's actually something I need to tell you about my about me and and my family lineage." And I that was the most excited I got through the whole movie. Yeah. I was like, <gasps> What's he, what's he gonna say? <laughs> I just saved fifteen percent or more on my car insurance. But <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's a oh, meta joke for you, American audience. <laughs> well, um, the next review I hope will be a little better. I I expect it will. Our, be. our next review will be Spider Man. Is isn't that right? Uh, Am I right in thinking that? When did Spider Man come out? I think it comes out the like the week of our episode, but like the Friday after our Monday. Hey Siri, when does Spider-Man No Way Home come out? Spider-Man No Way Home will be released December 17th, 2021. There you go. December 17th. So Thanks, that's Siri. Holy crap. Yeah, that's going to be our next episode. So that'll be the Friday before that's the our Friday next before. episode. Oh Man, shoot. I have to try and get tickets to that now. Dadgum. I know. <laughs> I don't have twenty five thousand dollars. Well, not not well, budgeted for my move. Oh, not for my move. Well, we'll tickets. see. We'll see what happens if 
if like it's, I mean, truthfully, if it's hard to eat, get tickets, we might have to just wait and do that our first review of the new year, Ooh. which would be fun. That would be fun. And then we'll have to figure but, something out for, I think there's a way we can make it happen. Um, but pay it like follow us on the socials and yeah. one way or another, we'll be like Tom Holland and we'll let you know what we're doing. Yeah. Known, known secret keeper, Tom Holland. Yes. Good old Tom. Uh, well, that's it. That's the show. That's Hope the you show. enjoyed it. Uh, reach out to us if you want to. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to our website, they didn't ask us, pod.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Um, we do have an Instagram, although I actually recently deleted my Instagram, so... <laughs> I haven't gotten I haven't gotten on there in a long time. But Jay, where are you gonna post your pictures of food? Ah, uh, I guess I'll just keep them to myself. Man, that's like a normal person, like a normie. I guess I wouldn't be the norm, would I? I would be the anomaly, the rebel, the deviant. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, when that guy transforms into the like person looking thing i was like huh freaked me that's weird (laughs) i didn't so how did they never explain that did they how did he learn how to absorb they never the eternal's powers they never explain how this has like a like a 15 minute shape of water cosplay in the middle of it like yeah and why why did they why was ajax named after soap i was gonna say why was ajax named after the villain from deadpool but i mean also soap. Yes. Where is Francis? Where's Francis? Man, that'd be a, <laughs> that'd be a fun movie to talk about sometime. Yes. Not kid friendly. Not at all. We're we're rabbit holing again. We got to wrap it up. We are. Hit us with that Sorry. outro. Thanks guys so much. Y'all are great. Uh, share us with your friends, and uh, we will be back here in two weeks. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll keep you updated. Follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook so that you can be updated on that. Uh, But until then, nerd out.